pretty bad when you come to church and the first thing you hear is that uh, somebody is going to leave because they've read the sermon title. That happened this morning. One of our good-natured ladies in first service, who's not exactly a rule keeper, heard that I was going to talk about listening to your parents, and she wasn't very excited, but she stayed, so it all turned out okay. Have you ever told your children, let me, let me ask this for who in this room has kids that are over like 12? I'm speaking to several people here at the beginning. We'll come to the rest of you in a minute. But have you ever told your child that's like that age, or maybe slightly younger, something, and they look at you like, you are so nuts and out of touch that nobody could possibly listen to you for more than five seconds. But then, you know, you've told them that, and then maybe a few hours later, maybe a few days later, or maybe even a few weeks later, they come back to you and they quote exactly what you said, but because someone else said it, it is seen as something of great wisdom, okay? Some of us have experienced that, that just because we said it, it couldn't possibly tr be true, but if someone else said it, who is not their parents, then it must absolutely be true. That's a tough thing to take, but some of us have had just that experience that, you know, being a parent can be a really hard thing, and that sometimes our kids don't always want to listen to us. But then we find ourselves repeating things that we didn't want to hear from our own parents, or maybe grandparents, and then we say them to our own children. I know... When I was a kid, I'd be out playing in the yard, and you know, then there'd be a bee or a wasp or something, and my grandfather would say to me, hey, listen, that bee is more scared of you than you are of him, right? I had a couple of objections to that. First of all, I didn't really think he could read the mind of a bee. And second, I really wasn't concerned about what the bee was thinking. I was just afraid I was going to get stung, okay? But now and I think I said this like within the last two weeks, we'd be outside and one of our girls would be afraid of a bee or a wasp or something, and what do I say? That bee is more afraid of you than you are of him, right? We just, that stuff makes more sense later on somehow, and we begin to think back to things that our parents or grandparents said to us. Now, I'm sure this has always been a problem. My guess is that, you know, Noah's three sons were looking at him going, Dad, really? A boat that big? Do you really think that's a good idea? And yet, sometimes what we say does matter, and our kids see it later on. You know, I've read that this generation that was, that was born around the turn of the millennium is the most age-segregated generation in American history. And that because they don't have exposure to grandparents, maybe because they live a long way away, or other adults because maybe they don't go to a place like church and are around people of different ages, that they just are not exposed to people who are older, and they don't listen to people who are older, and so they assume that older people really have nothing meaningful to say. I think that's sad, but it's, a, it's sort of a change that's happened, and we can't really reverse that, but the question is, how do we as a church speak to that? What do we say about the value of listening to people who are in a different generation? And I know all of us do this, sort of thinking that people from a gener different generation don't know what they're talking about. I think back to my first days in ministry. It was the mid-90s, and I worked with some guys who had been doing this a while, and they were really good at it, but I would, you know, they'd say stuff about what we did back in the mid-70s. And I'd think, man, I don't care what you did back in the mid-70s, okay? 
That doesn't matter to me. And I would think, they're so out of touch. They don't know how to do ministry now. They don't know what the church is like now. They don't know how to tell me how to do ministry. And now I find myself telling Zach, our youth minister, who's much younger than me, you know, back in the mid-90s. Okay? But I look back on what those guys told me then. And I know that it was filled with wisdom. Because human nature doesn't really change that much. And while we have to relate to the culture in different ways, a lot of being a Christian leader, the basics are still there. And they taught me so much, but I couldn't see it at the time. So here we are, the church. Multiple generations, and here we are, families here gathered today, parents and children and grandparents and grandchildren. And, and we think, how do we, how do we make this work? And I want us to think a little bit about what Scripture has to say about that. We begin a new series of lessons today that I'm calling Connect. And it's not just about parenting. It's really about all of the important relationships. We'll move on to some things about marriage and friendship. It's, it's about the broad spectrum of relationships that really matter in our lives. But we're going to be finding wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is, is a book that is filled with just wise sayings that someone has collected in the ancient world. I like to approach Proverbs as a book of principles, not promises, because it really lays out, okay, here's how life works. In general, this is the way that life works, and there are exceptions. We could name exceptions to lots of the Proverbs, so they're not promises, but they are principles on if you want your life to go well, this is pretty much the way it should go. Hey, if you want to seek wisdom, if you want to find wisdom, here's where you find it. If you want to find truth, we'll talk about that. Here's where you find it. If you want your relationships to be strong and growing, this is how you do it. If you want to handle your money well, this is how you do it. Proverbs is very practical. And so it talks about relationships and it talks about parenting. And in Proverbs 23, I want us to read a passage that really teaches us how parents and children can communicate better. So, Proverbs 23, beginning in verse 22. The writer says, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it, wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. May your father and mother rejoice. May she who gave you birth be joyful. So he says, listen to your fathers and your mothers. Now, we live in a culture in which we sort of marginalize old people. Our, our focus is really on the young because they're the up-and-comers. They're the ones who are spending money and buying stuff. So all the ads are focused on them. And, and we sort of say, man, if you're, if you're over a certain age, you're not really that important. How could you speak into a world that's changing rapidly and a world in which we don't relate the same way we did 50 years ago or 60 years ago. A world that we're just now understanding. How could these older people speak into that world? And yet the writer of Proverbs tells us, listen to your parents. Listen to what they say. Seek the truth and the wisdom that comes only from them. Parents can be a source of truth in your life. Now, again, we're talking about principles, not promises. So there may be some people in the room today who are ready to say, you know what, my parents didn't speak truth in my life. 
My parents were abusive. My parents beat me down. My parents said things that hurt that still hurt today, though they were said decades ago. Now, we're not talking about that, okay? There's no excuse for that. And, and we don't want to think that we should listen to that. But the writer of Proverbs is writing to people and about people that the writer assumes are people of God. The people who are obeying God's law that was laid out in books like Deuteronomy. People who are seeking God out. Parents who are following God's path. And so it's written to parents who are followers of God, and to children who want to be followers of God as well. So we have to come at it from this angle of faith and note that we can find exceptions to parents who speak truth because not all of them do. But if we're assuming that, if we're assuming that these are people of faith, people who follow God, then parents should be a source of wisdom and truth. Parents should be a source of wisdom and truth. And so for us as children... We need to hear that. Now, lots of us who are children maybe of older parents, or maybe you're here today and your parents are not that old, but you think, wow, yeah, that sounds awesome. Another lecture, please speak into my life, parent, wisdom and truth. Most of us are not saying that, right? Because maybe we've heard a lot of wisdom and truth over the years, and we don't really need any more. But sometimes we avoid those truths, Sometimes we really don't listen to what our parents have to say. But those of us who are parents, who are trying to, to be godly parents, trying to follow God's path of parenting, trying to be people who are Christians and also parents, and what we want to do is sh to share with you the love of God. And we want to share the stuff that we've experienced because some of the things that we've experienced are not exactly what you're going through but they're similar enough that we've learned some lessons that we want to share. And some of the obstacles that you're facing are not the obstacles that we're facing, but there's some wisdom that we have from facing the challenges of life that we want to share. Because we don't want to see you fail like we failed. And we know there's paths around some of this stuff that are right in front of you. And we want to share that. We want to give you some insight into what you have in front of us. We want to see you succeed, and we want to see you grow, and we want to see you achieve things in the name of Jesus, and we've done some of that, and we've failed at some of that, and because of those experience, experiences, we want to help you walk a path that pleases God, and we think we have something to offer. You know, at the end of this passage, it says, may your father and mother rejoice, just before that, it says, a man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. It gives us joy to pass on knowledge, to be teachers. It gives us joy to do that and to see you take something that we have given you and do something with it and allow it to change your life. That is a joy for a parent or maybe a grandparent, or maybe even an uncle or an aunt or a friend who's speaking into the life of children that they care about. So what's the lesson here? And we're going to apply it in different ways, but here it is. Don't overlook wisdom, even when it comes from your parents. And we have a tendency to do that, right? Well, it couldn't be right because my parents are saying it. I'm so tired of them. I'm so tired of what they have to say, and yet... We need to be careful because our parents are seeking to give us something that matters. 
So when your parents say something that matters, hear it out. Even though there are times when you're frustrated with them, even though there are times when you wish they wouldn't talk anymore. And, and this speaks to all ages. You know, we could say, well, this is about teenagers or about young kids. or well, It could be about any of us who have parents who are still speaking into our lives, whether we're grown or not. Don't overlook wisdom even when it comes from your parents. So how do we live that out? Well, I want to speak to both groups, and I've got three quick things that I want to say to each one. First, I want to speak to the parents, and the first thing is this. Be constructive. Be constructive. The New Testament says don't exasperate your children. Some of us have been guilty of exasperating our children at times, okay? And the writer here is saying, speak something into the life of your children that will matter. Build them up, strengthen them, empower them to do something. Show them the way that they can succeed. Give them a path to success. Be constructive. You know, our tendency is sometimes to get frustrated or maybe even angry. And when we speak in that frustration and we speak in that anger, we're usually not constructive. In fact, we might be tearing our kids down. Even though that's not what we want to do, the words do that anyway. The tone does that. But this writer is pointing to parents who are going to try to build their kids up. So be constructive. Help them to grow from something you said. And then second, and this one is hard, speak wisdom and truth. Now, some of us, man, we hear that and we go, listen, I don't have like these wise words to speak into my kid's life. I, I don't quote Socrates very often and give them wisdom, but I'm talking about it's not that. Here's what I mean. In our world, our children, both young and older, are told lies all the time. Okay? Our world lies to them. Our world tells them you don't look good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not talented enough, you don't have enough money. You need all this other stuff to be successful, to be the person that everybody thinks you should be. And we as parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and friends and cousins, we have the responsibility to speak the truth. And what's the truth? The truth is, you know what? There may be people with more money. There might even be people, as much as I love what you're doing, there might be people who have more talent. There might even be people who are prettier than you, okay? Even though we love our kids and we know our kids are the prettiest ones around, right? Okay. But I love you and God loves you and God can do something powerful in your life regardless of the lies that the world is telling you. We have a responsibility to speak truth and wisdom. And sometimes that wisdom and truth is hard to speak because we have to say, okay, here's some stuff that's right and here's some stuff that's wrong, and it's true that our world is telling you none of that's right, okay? Our world is telling you that there's a whole different system of values out there. But we as Christians know what Scripture has to say about what's right and what's wrong, and we have to speak the truth. And sometimes that's hard to do but we have a responsibility to do that. Now, we have to do that in constructive ways, like we were talking about, but we have to overcome the lies that our world tells our kids. And third, be clear when you don't know something. I think this is so important. 
You know, if we're going to be truth tellers, if we're going to be speaking wisdom into the lives of our kids, then they've got to trust us. And they've got to trust that when we don't know the answer, we're going to say, I don't know. And you know, there's lots of stuff out there that I don't know. There's lots of things that I'm struggling with. There's lots of things that I can see both sides of. And I think it is okay to tell our kids sometimes, listen, you've asked me a question, I'm not sure what the answer is to it. You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to work on this together. And especially as they get a little older and recognize that life is complex and difficult and challenging, they need to know that we see that too. Because it's not always simple. It's not always easy. And if they're going to trust us to speak the truth when we know the truth, then they've also got to know that we're going to speak the truth that we don't get it sometimes and that we're working on stuff and that we're challenged and we see life as complex too because it's an admission that, that we speak the truth even when we're struggling. So don't be afraid to say, I'm not sure. I haven't got that one figured out. Or we've got to work, that on, work on that together. Be clear when you don't know something. Now, to those of us who are still listening to our parents, and maybe it's true that you're listening to parents who are still long gone because they spoke truth into your life and some of that still comes back. You still think about things that your parents said, important things that you learn now from that maybe you didn't listen to then. But especially those of us who have parents that we're still listening to, first, listen. Okay, it seems simple, but it's hard to do because sometimes we just we turn the volume down. They're still talking, but we're not listening, okay? Because we're still assuming that our world is different from their world. That the things that we face are so different from the things that our parents face that they could not possibly understand what we have to deal with on a daily basis. I think that's universal, okay? That kids think their parents don't understand. And sometimes... We don't. But so many times we do. Because people are still people. And some of the challenges that we faced several years ago are different from the ones that our kids are facing today. But yet, human interaction not changed a lot. And that's why somebody writing Proverbs so many years ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, can still speak to us today because God's word is still true. And so, those of us who are kids, we've got to listen because our parents, out of love, are speaking truth and wisdom, trying to. And we've got to actually hear that if it's going to do us any good. And these are the people who probably love us the most. Second, Allow our words to shape your life. So not only listen, but allow it to have impact. You know, actually think, you know, my parents might have something valuable to say. Even though at times we assume it's not true, my parents might have something valuable to say. And so allow it to shape your life. Allow it to speak into the problems you have. Think, you know what, they might know something. And then third, this is really important. Let us know. Let your parents, let us know when something we said actually helped. 
Most of us as parents are desperate to speak into the lives of our kids. We want to help them avoid the mistakes that we've made. We can see some problems down the road that our kids don't yet see. And it means so much when one of our kids actually comes back to us and says, that was important. That made a difference. And maybe it's the same day, or maybe it's 20 years later. But if you have parents and they've spoken something that matters, let them know. Because I don't know many things as a parent that make much more difference, that bring much more joy than a child saying something that we have done or said made a difference. It made an impact. We crave to hear that from our children. So if you've still got parents that you can speak that to, say it. Because we're desperate to hear it. You know, our relationship with our parents, for most of us, is going to be one of the sort of the longest-term relationships that we have in our lives. You know, with our kids sort of the same way, but with our parents, and it goes on and on. And it becomes so important. And so we've got to open ourselves up, as both parents and children, to communication, because there's times we don't want to listen. But the times that we do listen make that relationship important. And there are things that we're going to look back on, and, you know, I've done enough funerals to have kids tell me things that their parents said so many years ago that make them laugh now. But, you know, they made an impact. So celebrate the laughter. Celebrate the things that are funny and you can share together. Celebrate the wisdom that parents pass on as well. Because that brings joy. For us, though, are parents, you know, for me, parenting is really the hardest thing I've ever done and the most rewarding. And it's not because my kids, I feel like, are especially challenging, but just because there are times I don't know how to do it. I feel ill-equipped to do it well. Even within the past oh, 12 hours, I can tell you that I've made some mistakes in parenting. Not, not kidding, okay? The truth and yet, God has put these kids in our lives. And it's a huge responsibility. And it's a huge joy. And we can't do it without God's guidance. Let's pray together. God, I'm so thankful today for the families that are here this morning and that have already been here earlier today. I'm thankful for families that gather here every Sunday and there's great-grandparents and grandparents and parents and kids. It's just awesome to us, God. And we celebrate the families that uh, come each week and are faithful to you and faithful to the church and faithful to each other. And God, we lift them up to you and because we know, we know we need help in this. It's so important to us. It matters so much. We pray about it. We plead with you for our kids, for our parents. God, we just pray that you'll be at work in us as parents and as children to listen to each other and to grow from this relationship. And God, we pray as parents that you'll allow us to speak into the lives of our kids. Help us to have the right words, to know what to say. And God, we pray for our children that their hearts will be opened 
and that when we speak something from you, and that they will know it and that there will be an impact. And we pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. We've talked today about parenting and children, and of course, the message of the gospel is that we have a father who loves us even more than the parents that might be in this room or, or somewhere else that we love. A father that was willing to give his, his one son for us to die on a cross, to offer us forgiveness and eternal life. And so today, if you're ready to respond to that in faith and you want to be baptized into Christ, you're ready to make that decision, we want to talk to you about that and we can do that during this song or maybe after the service. I'd like to talk with you about that or Maybe you're a baptized believer, you've been immersed into Christ, and you want to be a member of our church. Again, let me know about that. We can talk about what's next for you. If you've made either one of those decisions, let us know. Come forward as we sing this invitation. Let's stand together.